the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Who will be Time's Person of the Year? And then another reason that I do not understand my kids' generation. (laughs) You're listening to The Common Good. Happy Monday, friends. Welcome to The Common Good here on AM 1160. Hope for your life alongside Aubrey Sampson. My name is Brian Fromm. So glad to have you with us today as we get closer and closer to Christmas. So Three weeks exciting. from today, Aubrey. I, ta- I talked to somebody today who was like, all my Christmas presents are done. <laughs> They're wrapped. They're under the tree. I was like, whoa. He said, it must be nice not having children. <laughs> <laughs> no, this lady actually has six kids. Dang. So she's like, you know, trying to beat the stress. Sure. I was pretty Th- impressed. It is three weeks from today. So hopefully you're in the Christmas spirit. Woohoo! And we are glad that you're spending your time with us. Can I tell you why also today is a wonderful day? Please. A sure. big day. You don't even know why today is a big day. I actually don't. It is National Cookie Day. <gasps> Yum. And because of that, Subway is launching foot-long cookies. I feel like you're doing an ad for Subway right no, now. No, I read foot this article. Cookies? I read. You can picture me holding it like they do I the Subway can. sandwich. I'm the, now, it's not at every Subway. I believe the closest uh, one to okay. us is in Chicago. I think four major cities and this one in Chicago. Wow. Aubrey, I want to know your initial reaction to foot-long cookies. Because, you know, they're mean. known for the foot-long sub. Yes. So it's kind of shaped a little bit like a it sub is. when it's you like look at sub. it. Are Do you love cookies enough that they <laughs> that this is like, yes, okay, I'm in on this, or is this gross? I do love cookies. I think I am I think I am in on this. Now, there's no way I am eating a Subway foot-long cookie by myself, but the cookies look delicious, and I think if you bought it for your family and split it up, that would be a wonderful little treat. It is going to be going uh, is going to be a relaunch nationwide in January, but today is only in sus- uh, certain ones around. Can I tell you? And then I'll get off the cookie yes, thing. Please. You could tell that I'm hungry. Yes. According to a news release, Subway sells more freshly book- baked cookies than any other restaurant company in the United States. Oh, no, they do have those good cookies in that front little, it's like that little container mm-hmm. on the, by the cashier. I didn't know they, they baked them there. I think I thought they like brought those in from another place. Do you know why else I, be- I believe this is true? Like I can believe this? Yeah. Are, I'm just blowing your mind away. You with are right fast now. Fast food stuff Facts. right now. Did you know nationwide there are more Subways than there are McDonald's? No. Yes. I did not know that. That is a true that statement. That is shocking. You know, there aren't a At lot At least of, according to the internet. There aren't a lot of fast food restaurants that sell fresh baked cookies in general. That's so true. So it does make a little sense that Subway, the one who does sell them, would sell the most. You know what I mean? Yes. So I don't know that that stat is that mind-blowing. But a foot-long cookie. I mean, they do look good. They do look I'm, good. I might just be hungry, too. And I'm not even, like, naturally a cookie person, but they yeah. do look good. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to something important. Okay. Time Magazine, so not just generic Time, (laughs) Time Magazine has given out this morning on the Today Show 
their uh, like nominees for <gasps> Times Person of the oh, Year. Fun. Okay. The nine candidates. How exciting! I am going to read. The nine, can- you know how time works with the uh, yes. with their candidates. Sometimes yes. it's like a group of people. Sometimes it's a terrible person. Yes, you're going to see some of them okay. on here. Okay, like I believe one year Osama bin Laden won, if I remember right. Like that kind of Hitler won yeah, a long sort time of ago. Just like who made Who's the most important person who made history this year? Yeah. So for ill or for good, we're going to get into much more important stuff as the show goes on. But I would like to. Read to you these nine candidates. Okay, I'm so excited. And let's about make this. a prediction about who's going to win. I am so excited. And also, who would we choose? Ooh, okay. Okay. So sh- can I look at the list? Or I'm going to read them. Okay. I'm going to read them. Okay. Number one, Hollywood strikers, the oh. Hollywood screenwriters and actors Boo. guild. No, they're ruining my life. Uh, well, it's over now, I believe. Oh, is it? Okay, good. Chinese President Xi Jinping. Okay. Because, uh and it entered 2023 a few months into his unprecedented third term. Okay. Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Grammy yep. award winning artist had yep. a major year. Yep. So she is everywhere. Yep. Sam Altman, CEO a, of OpenAI. AI guy, right? That released ChatGPT. Okay. He got fired, but then now quickly got brought back last week in a story people don't really get. Story that was interesting. Yeah, the Trump prosecutors. Oh, so those who are prosecuting Donald Trump's multiple cases. Mm. I think I'm about to excite you with this one, Barbie. <laughs> Come on, really, Barbie. So the I whole Barbie concept should have been Greta Gerwig, Barbie. but fair. Okay, but they've got Margot Ro- Margot. Margot uh-huh. Rob- Robbie, mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling, Greta Gerwig, all of them. They're just going Barbie. Barbie. Okay. I like it. I don't think you're going to vote for the next one. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Vladimir Putin. No, I'm definitely not, but I could see why he's on the list. King Charles III. Oh, intrigued. Became yeah. king this year. Yeah. And last one, uh, Jerome Powell, who has been chairman of the Federal Reserve since February of 2018, has played a key role in attempting to manage high inflation in ah. the U.S., Trying to architect the so-called soft landing. So, oh, okay, okay. Would you like me to vote, or would you like to vote I'll first? Vote. I know. 100%. So, are we are we guessing what we think it will be, or what we want it to be? Let's do both. Okay. Okay. Actually, uh, that would be the same for me. Okay, I think it will be Taylor Swift. Okay. I want it to be Barbie. Why? Please explain. Uh. I think it will be Taylor Swift because she like runs the world right now. I don't that I, there's nothing else to say. She's ubiquitous. She's incredibly successful, incredibly influential, and this has been the year of Taylor Swift. Um, I want it to be Barbie because I really like Greta Gerwig and I really liked the message yeah. of the Barbie movie. Was I was telling my family strong. that because I was not with them, but they. Uh, Carrie and the girls watched Barbie the other day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Madeline and I discussed it on the way home, uh, way back to her school a little bit. I think it uh, should be and will be Taylor Swift. You do? She has taken over not just pop culture. You could make an argument that she's the biggest musician and in a year woman. Yeah. since what? I mean, are we going all the way back to Michael Jackson in the mid '80s, like where it's been a cultural phenomenon? Money, yeah, Beatles, even, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. know that you could get back past Michael Jackson in the '80s, but we're talking that far back. She's revolutionized the way but that I think they you can do as this. As far as like Beatlemania, like sure. went, girls screaming and all the phenomenon and all the merchandise and stuff like that. I'm not trying to com- for Beatles lovers. I'm not trying to compare their music, but I am trying to say like. 
I think you're right. That cultural phenomenon. Already the highest grossing of all time. All of this stuff. Yeah, amazing. You just watch football now and it's like she shows up <laughs> in a game and it takes over everything. Unbelievable. So that's where I would that's go. Fun. You that's could maybe list. put King Charles in there because he did become king this year, but it doesn't feel like he did anything. I, really, yeah, his he didn't mom really died. Do anything. <laughs> like, I, I think that's fair. You, you can't really do anything. I think his mom died. I think some other notable ones that will be like. I, uh, that will be like okay, sure. I don't. I think the Hollywood strikers. It's not been long enough. Like it hasn't been a year of influence. That's right. been just like in the past few months. Maybe Sam Altman because Chat GPT that is, is the one I thought about. Yeah, I did yeah. think about that one. All right, so I'm going to turn it on you now. Okay, okay. They haven't, but let's pretend Christianity Today puts out their Christian person of the year. Oh no! Do we have somebody? Of 2023. And are we, are we, because we've just said Time Magazine, they go notorious. Sure. But or, mine's, yes. we're going positive then. It doesn't necessarily. Most influential in the Christian world oh, this man. year. Oh, man. Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh, I, is, it th- is this the year that Beth Moore left the SBC or was that, that last, was last year? year? I believe. Okay. I think I would have said Beth Moore with the release of her memoir and leaving. You know who I'm going to give it? I think. I think I'm going to give it, even though he passed away, I think I'm going to go Tim Keller. Oh, that would be a reason, too, to give it to him. Because did he pass away? Was it this year? Yeah, no, it was this year. Yeah. Because his yeah. passing away kind of yeah. accentuated all of his stuff, all of sure, his this and that. Sure. So I might, I need some, I might I need give some it to names him. on that. Like I feel like it's hard for me to like even think through who might be on this list unless I, sadly, like on social media or something like that. I need to know. I need to. I need to be reminded of some people and could how influential uh, they were. Does that make sense? Could it be the entire? Because th- they. Time didn't make it necessarily one person every time. Right, right. Like it was the Hollywood Strikers or Barbie or so is it like. Could it be The Chosen? Oh, interesting. Could it be The Chosen? Interesting. Or is it Candace Cameron for all of her (laughs) Christmas movies? movies. No, not Hallmark anymore. Is that not a thing? Oh, you don't know that. Oh, we have to have a whole talk about this. That she last year she left Hallmark because of the way that it was changing its family values. Yeah, we did that. Okay. Well, it's fun to watch Wednesday. The time person of the year will be announced Wednesday morning. We'll have to talk about that. Yep. And we will be excited that it will, in fact, be Taylor Swift. All right. (laughs) Coming up next, Aubrey, I want to ask a question I asked during my sermon yesterday that I didn't realize would rile people up the way it did. But I'll explain to you the point I was making. So I'm going to ask you about the question. I'm going to ask you about the point. We're going to have a little theological conversation. Ooh, this be fun. That's what we do on this show. We yeah. go from subway. We go from subway cookies to <laughs> time person of the year to deep theology. We're going to do that I next year on the Common Good AM 1160. Hope for your life. Hey, friends, welcome back to The Common Good, AM 1160, Hope for Your Life, alongside Aubrey Sampson. My name is Brian Fromm. Glad to have you with us on a Monday evening. Now, I feel like i got to call it evening, even though it's only it, 420. It's dark out there. It is dark out there. Dark. It is, uh, yeah, scary. it's nighttime. Like, we're up high in the studio. Like, it's and dark out there. you can see, like, the dark <laughs> trees through the windows. Yes. It's spooky. It's like Halloween out there. there it's like <laughs> Halloween at 4 in the afternoon, 420. We're glad you're with us. Uh, all right. So I was preaching yesterday. Yep. Starting our 
our Christmas series. Someone's like, oh, or do you mean Advent? I'm like, I don't know. We're a non-denominational church in <laughs> a warehouse. We'll call Christmas it both. <laughs> we'll yeah, call it both. Yep, yep. Somewhere there's an Anglican who just died Rolled a little over bit. in their bed. Just died Rolled a little over bit. in their grave. Yep. Uh, so here's the question. We're talking about through this series. Um, I'm kind of excited about it. It's looking at various places in the Gospels or the Bible where it says, either Jesus says explicitly, I came because or for... Mm. Uh, or somebody says it about him. He yeah. came because, right? So Jesus yeah. says, uh, I came to seek and save the lost, oh, right? Nice. I came. And so it's that. Yesterday, nice. we started and gave up all this background and got to uh, Jesus saying in John 10, 10, uh, I have come so that you may have life, life to the full, yeah. abundant life, yeah. right? So we talked about that. And I was mm. trying to talk about... Um, that part of what it means to be a Christian is we have to realize that it's better now to follow Jesus. It's not just about heaven. Yeah. So here's the question I asked people that I came to realize later through some people. Because oh. I, I don't know if they just didn't hear. They, they did hear. It just threw them because it was like, <gasps> what, wait, what okay, are you saying? What is it? What is it? I said to ask them this question. If heaven wasn't part of it, would you still follow Jesus? What? Would it, Whoa. if everything were the same, yeah. right? If everything were the same, yeah. but it wasn't yeah. heaven. And then I made sure to say, uh, I heaven's out there. I believe it. in heaven. Yeah. So we're dealing in a hypothetical. Yeah. I think I realize some people don't deal in hypotheticals Very well. well. Yeah. But I want to ask you that question. Why, a, maybe how would you explain, uh, mm-hmm. how would you answer? But maybe before that, why is that an important question? What are we trying to get at? Mm-hmm. Like I literally said, yeah. If heaven wasn't part of the promise, if it wasn't mm-hmm. hanging out there, would you follow Jesus? My guess is what you were getting at was like <laughs> You feel free to critique too because I can't go back. Uh, one, no, I think it's a great question. One, I think it's the concept that we've sort of, re- it, this is such good news of the gospel. So hear me when I say this. We have reduced the gospel to only you're a sinner. Jesus died for you so you can go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. What we do when I say that that's reductive, what I mean is we've missed the rest of the gospel, which is of that one, like um, God created the world. God is restoring the world through mm. Jesus to an even better Eden than we ever had before. That God is with us and carrying us through our suffering and our trials. God is also, his spirit is in us, sanctifying us and reminding us that we're God's children. Like, there's all these beautiful aspects of it. God, God has overcome evil. God has overcome death. God is, you know, like all these beautiful aspects of the gospel and what it means to live with uh, spiritual power and love now, what it means to love our neighbors now that we miss when we just only focus on heaven. Again, I cannot wait for heaven. So mm-hmm. much is going to be restored on that day. Like we should be people waiting that. And yet I, th- I think part of what you were getting at was the, the promise of life in Jesus is not just mm-hmm. eternal life. It's eternal life begins now. That's, That's right. what I would say. Eternal life begins now in Christ. I wonder if secondly, and I don't know if this is what you meant, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I do sometimes think that for the Christian, and this is a hard thing to parse out, so hear me, we end up worshiping Jesus for benefits, mm-hmm. for bonuses, for um you know, promotion or for things Jesus does for us, for even a feeling of Jesus. Some of that is heaven. Mm -hmm. And 
we the call is actually to worship Jesus for Jesus' sake alone. Mm-hmm. That Jesus is enough. That's good. That's good. Now, it's hard to parse that out because God has given us the promise of eternal right. life in Jesus. Right. And so it's a little unfair to be like, so remove heaven from it. But I think the point is, do we worship Jesus for Jesus' sake alone? That's is good. Jesus the treasure? Is Jesus the prize? Is Jesus the thing we're after? Or is it all of these beautiful and wonderful bonuses yep. that God gives us for the mature Christian. The call is Jesus and Jesus alone, no matter what else happens. That's good. I, that's really well put. I think I would say this too, when it's just about heaven or primarily about heaven. And I think I admit, I talked about this in the sermon yesterday. I said, this is kind of how I grew up in my own mindset. Mm-hmm. So we happen to have our high schoolers and junior hires in. And I said, I want to oh, talk fine. to you guys for a second, yeah. because when I was your age, this is how I thought of it. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, we, it's like, we've made this value proposition. Mm-hmm. I'll give up the good life now mm-hmm. so that I can so go to I the can. good eternity later. Yeah. Uh, but it is the Billy Joel song that the sinners have much more fun. Mm. But I remember, th- you know, especially when I was like high school, junior high, it was like, fine, they get to have their fun now, yeah. but I'll get to have it I'm later get for it. eternity. Yep, yep. Yeah, and yeah. we do this value proposition. Well, this is temporal. Eternity is longer. I mm-hmm. will choose the eternity one. But now is going to be worse. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm giving something up. And mm-hmm. I don't, I think the Bible says now, the opposite. I'm going to suffer now. I'm going to, yeah. So the Bible speaks of when Jesus says, I'm going to give you life to the full or abundant life. That's a present promise. Mm. And it is, you know, we're starting to live that kingdom life now. Yeah, and right. it's, we're, we can have a life of purpose now. We can have a life of his yeah. presence now. Yeah. We can have a life of meaning now. All of these things. I think a lot of times we Christians still deep down believe a life of money, pleasure, possessions, all these things would actually be better now. But hey, at least I get heaven. Right. At least I have that. That's my reward. I'll right? give it all up now. I, I I heard somebody say recently, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna travel to Australia now because I'm gonna have all of eternity to travel to Australia. And there's some <laughs> beauty in that. This idea of like, yeah, we we will have eternity to see the new creation and to explore and to but like I, I think maybe also like the abundant life is don't also just like not live your life that God mm-hmm. has given you now. You don't have to go to Australia. But the concept is like don't you've heard people say don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. That's right. Like I think the concept is like God does have there are certainly difficult, painful, broken things in this world. God still has delight and gifts for you and his presence is here and his you know, creation speaks of his glory. So enjoy these things while we're on the earth and with the time that's been allotted yeah. to you. Yeah, I would tell you out there. Interesting. Following Jesus is good now. Yeah. It's not just a future. Like, and those are two tied together. Our future and our present yes, are tied are. together. But so often I, I just think people look at it the way that I always used to look at it. Mm. Fine. Okay, I'll obey. And here's yeah, ultimately where I'll close this. Uh if we believe that following Jesus is is where abundant life and full life is found, or life in the full is found, yeah. obedience becomes a doorway. Mm. Obedience becomes a pathway. We move towards obedience because it opens the door to the good. Mm. If we don't, then obedience is burden. Fine, yeah. I'll do that. I right. just want God happy right. with me so I don't go to hell. Right, right. And that's, I think, sadly, the value proposition a lot of us have made. That's mm. where we go. So there you go. But good news. There is heaven. Good news. That's a great question, though. Provocative question. I like it. A little it. too provocative for some wow, people, no, I believe. I like it. Well done. I think it's a good one. All right. Coming up next, something big happened this uh. weekend uh, in my family that got me uh, thinking about some 
an, some way that I don't understand our kids' generation. I cannot wait to talk particularly, about this. and this is where I got to get you involved. Okay. Particularly the boys oh, of our kids' generation. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk. This is going to be get off my lawn old moment. <laughs> we're going to do I that next year on the Common Good AM 1160. Hope for your life. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the Common Good AM 1160. Hope for your life alongside Aubrey Sampson. My name is Brian Fromm. So glad to have you with us on a Monday evening. If you missed any of our show this week, go get the podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. You can also find us online at 1160hope.com. Aubrey, what else can they find at 1160hope.com? Uh, food for the poor. Food for the poor. Just go to the top of the screen. We have a beautiful red banner. Click on it, and your best gift provides food for kids for a year. One-time gift. One-time gift. Food for kids for an entire year, uh, which is an awesome thing to do with your um, family. Yeah, like, $80. Family to do it. An $80 one-time gift. To Food for the Poor. We'll provide food for a year for two children. And so we were, we're trying to raise money for them throughout the month of December. Uh, and so we'd encourage you to go to 1160hope.com. Click on the uh, Food for the Poor. It's a red banner. You'll see it very obviously. And there you can give a gift of any size. Some of you can give a little. Some of you can give a lot. All of it goes to this organization that we trust and we love. That's right. uh, And we are hoping to be able to support them as they bring life-saving food around the world uh, through Food for the Poor. All right. So I I teased this before. Something big happened in our house. I am dying to hear this. Let's go. My son cut his hair. (gasps) So my son has had that, like, long hair. Yeah, that cool long hair. So – he was at a sleepover with some buddies after their football banquet. He warned us in advance. He was itching to cut his hair. Okay. Him and another buddy. Okay. They didn't go buzz buzz, but it's more or less shaved. Like didn't go Whoa. buzz, but it's short. It's, and like Short. it's just different. And yeah. I am a big fan. Yeah. I, ju- I think what he got most excited about, both him and uh, both myself and my wife told him like, like he's a football player, a baseball player. Yeah. He's lifting a lot. Yeah. He's doing all this stuff. Yeah. And we're like, you look bigger just with just your with haircut. haircut. And he's like, he thought that was cool. Yeah. yeah. And so it's a big deal because he's been growing this hair out for a while. Yeah. His hair is always, he's a from. So it sits very like down <laughs> and this and that. But this got us talking and discussing. And you've got boys of this age. I you've, do. Is only one of yours older than Jackson? Yes. yes. My um, old, my oldest is 17. Okay. So Jackson is 16. Yeah. My, my son. So I told you it, it brought back up something that I don't understand. It's a get off my lawn moment. Let's hear it. I don't understand the the long hair that these kids do <laughs> to the point that when you watch them, like it's all of them. Yes. Right. It it's is. all of them. It's all of them. This is why now my son and his buddy will stand out because they've gone the yeah. opposite direction. Yeah. So I kind of was telling them, I'm like, you know, that could be your move. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but. It's to the point now when you go like at this football banquet we were at the other day, they all have this flowing, right, you know, right. big, the flow. bushy the flow. And I'm good with it going back. Uh-huh. <laughs> but what I don't understand, because it's gotta be so annoying, is why the trend is over the eyes. You do sound like such an old man, right? But now. I want you, you're a mother yeah. of children yes. of this age yes. and of uh of this gender. I am. And it is everywhere. Like this oh, is yeah. what Boys do that. And I yeah. get it. 
my dad's generation, they had like crew cuts. Uh-huh. So my generation, it probably felt different. Yeah. And if anyone's seen a picture of me, I've literally had the same haircut since <laughs> I was in like the fifth grade, right? Like I've literally, <laughs> but like in my generation, no boys had like long hair, oh, okay. right? Yeah, we had boys with long hair. That was like grunge years. Where were you? Well, then we got to that. Yeah. I'm talking more like mid 80s. Okay, we okay. Don't okay. forget, I grew up in New Jersey okay, where all the girls different. had huge hair, oh, like yeah, Jersey you hair. You had Jersey hair. Yep, yep. Amazing. Oh, I can tell you stories about it because it's a, it's le- that was legitimately a thing. That's like awesome. girls who, like, I think they, <laughs> we had one family friend where I think she did like an entire can of aerosol yeah, hairspray every did. day. She definitely did. Every day. But I don't understand it when I don't understand why I was doing a basketball. I was uh, helping score keep a basketball mm-hmm. game the other day for it's a long story, but I had to do scoreboard for one game. Yeah. And there was a freshman on the other team. I'm like, You're going to be able to see that. You can't see the basket. Your hair is so far over your face. Does this ever annoy you? No, it doesn't annoy me. I do have I have a middle son with the long hair. He loves the long hair. And he I re- I okay, so a little bit of backstory. Last summer I made him cut it. Mm, and like just a trim? Just a trim, but the lady went too short and he got very mad at me. <laughs> and I mean to the point where I felt really bad. Like he he's this kid does not complain ever about anything. And so the fact that he was upset about this, the I felt so much guilt. So yeah. I said, okay. Do what you want. You just let me know next time you're ready for a haircut. Mm-hmm. So this was last summer. It's now November. He says to me about three weeks ago, Mom, in three weeks, I will be ready for a haircut. So I said, great. I made him a hair appointment with a good hairstylist. Yes. We're not going to some cheap place. Yep, yep, yep. We get there, and he's like, I don't really want you to take anything off. I just want a teeny bit here, a teeny bit here. So basically... <laughs> I paid full price for him to get the slightest trim. Like you would you would not have even noticed so that he funny. got it cut because he's very into his hair right now. Now, interestingly, my oldest, who we said was a little bit older than Jackson, Eli, mm-hmm. he had the long hair for a while. And about a year, maybe two years ago, he just kind of like what you're saying with Jackson, he started working out. And he just decided he wants a clean cut haircut. So now he actually makes his own hair appointments. Nice. And go. he likes it to be a little poofy. Like he wants a style. There's not going to be a buzzed head for him. But um, he keeps it. He keeps it pretty tight all around, except for like on top. My youngest doesn't care. He's yep. in sixth grade. He could go. Yeah, I'm either showing way. you pictures across the way. Like there's the other day. Yep. Okay. okay. There's long haired. There's long haired Jackson. There we go. And this is the other day. Oh, no way. There you go. I mean, he does look beefier. You're right. Yep, You're totally right. Yep. So if I were to show you the same picture of my son Lincoln, you would be like, nothing happened. There's right, no right, difference. right, right. But yeah, they're into their hair. It's like, it's totally a thing. And you know, what's funny is we've got, the boys have older cousins. And when they were teenagers, they're now in their 20s. Mm-hmm. They had long hair. They called it the flow. And they were just very into their hair. Okay. So there is a thing about teenage guys being into their hair. I'm making a prediction that. It will be driven by the athletes in high school, but it's going to swing back. Okay, it's going. It's going to go. Cut, it's going to swing cut, back to short. It's okay. going to. Sw- I've already seeing it a okay. little bit. It's going to okay. swing back. Your son's a trend. Let me ask you a much bigger question. Yeah. Are you've got teenagers? I've got teenagers. Yeah. How hard do you try to understand their world? Or is it just like, listen, I'm the parent now. I don't need to understand. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like, this uh-huh. is a small one. Like, uh, the hair, hair. thing. Yeah. But like you said, your kids are gamers. Like, yeah. I know nothing about the gaming world. I know. Or, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, my daughter plays volleyball. Right. I never knew anything. Or just kid stuff. We're going to talk in a little bit about yeah. the most, the biggest words of 2023. Yeah. You know, how much it, do you try to try to connect like, with them like on their I level? I do to a point, but I'll be honest. They wanted me to play this one game, video game with them for so long, and so I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do mm-hmm. it. And honestly, I hate it so much that I'm like, you guys, I'll do it because I love you, but I'm just not gonna. They want me to like. Did you check your score? Did you blah blah blah? Did you? open up the app and do the update. I'm like, no, I have jobs. I did not do that. So it's like, I do to a point, but if it requires me to just like live in a, like in a video game world, it's just not going to happen. Kevin is really good at it. He played this one video game with him and he ended up literally becoming like one of the best. Of course he did. Like, I'm not even joking. And I was like, do you work now? Like, all you do is spend your hours on this game. Why why do you have the highest score on the entire game? You should not have a universal score. So he ended up actually having to take it off his phone because he was kind of getting addicted to it. But I don't know. I try hard. I mean, there are some things we connect on. We connect on Marvel. We connect on... You know, certain shows we watch, but I can't, I cannot just get into like watching YouTubers play video games. I just can't. That's a weird one. Yeah, I get that. What about you? What, how much do you So I do, but I am feeling like I'm reaching the age where I'm good with them thinking that I'm like the old dad. Yeah, you you are. You're a dad. Literally, we were talking about this the other day, you and I, about that I like to uh, sing in the car. Oh, right. And literally Jackson videotaped me without me knowing and sent it to the other (laughs) siblings. And I was like, there's no part of me that's like, don't make fun of yeah, me. I'm like, I'm, I'm going that's to awesome. embrace right. that I'm the butt of the joke. Yeah, like, I, that's yeah. what you're supposed to do yeah, when you're endearing. siblings. Right, right. Uh, and so I owned it. I was like, uh, I was singing, uh, uh, oh, uh, Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> it was impressive. <laughs> But it struck me, like, our parents, they grew up with the Beatles, and then when we were probably listening to Nirvana or Pearl Jam, they're like, I can't understand I know. this. Oh, and yeah, now I remember we've reached that. that. My age. parents are like, you're just screaming at you. But I do remember even me, I I had long hair, and my bangs would go in my face, and my parents would be like, how can you see through those bangs? And I'd be like, what are you, t- I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Like, so it's funny to me that now you're, you're that dad. Oh, and you are that person as well. Yeah, not not it the is. same as you, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've just embraced the get-off-my-lawn mentality. I'm not there. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> uh, coming up next, both Oxford uh, as well as the dictionary was at Merriam-Webster have come out with their words <gasps> of the year. Exciting. One of them is kind of funny. The other one I want to spend some time okay. talking about. We're going to talk. This is the end-of-the-year stuff where people are doing these kind of stuff, and we're going to talk about the word of the year. We're going to do that next year on The Common Good, AM 1160. Hope for your life. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life, alongside Aubrey Sampson. My name is Brian Fromm. Great to have you with us today. On a Monday, it is December. We are three weeks from Christmas, which means we're only four weeks from the new year. I cannot believe this. 2024. Right? Did you ever think you'd make it to 2024? I, mean, I thought I'd make it. Never told you 1986, maybe? When I was in the fourth grade, I'm guessing it was about that time, uh, we had to do a project about, like, we had to make, like, a book about what we thought life would be like in the year 2000. And the cover of my book was a great art. I made a great picture, a great drawing of a flying car. 
<laughs> Did not turn out that way, but the internet was a big move. It is. I mean, I feel like I remember doing those exercises as little kids, and I always envisioned a world where you could send someone a letter and they would get it right away. Like email? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Or or we, you and I have talked about this, but like... A video phone? Yes. Like the Very Jetsons. futuristic. See, much of this was just because I used to watch the Jetsons. So I'm like, <laughs> flying cars, that's it. I thought there'd be flying cars by now, too, for sure. I thought there'd be flying There's cars. There are so many things that, in the end, like make you feel weird about time, right? Like, Carrie and I have gotten to the point where we've been married longer than we were alive yes. before we got married. That's like, those strange. kinds of things yeah. you're like... Dang, or I know. That's I, can't, I remember weird. when it turned the year 2000, how big a deal, not even because of Y2K, but just all of it. And now you're like, that's. That was a long time ago. So wait, let's do math. From the year 2000, this is going to be 24. From yeah. the year 2000, 24 years before, that was 1976. I was about to say, I got to do some math 1976? there. 1976. 24 years? Yes. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. We're old. There was another, and we'll leave That's it at this. There was one thing conclusion. about the Wonder Years where it was like, if it was the same oh, time yeah. period back, it would be like 2004. <laughs> That's so crazy. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. But end of the year, we start to get these, We, uh, you know, uh, time person of the year that yes. we talked about earlier. Yeah, or retrospectives on the these lists. Yeah. So both Oxford and also Merriam-Webster Dictionary have come out with their word of the year. Fun. I love that. I could not believe what Oxford University Press chose. <laughs> so it topped. So again, these are like new words, like yes. words that became new. Yes. It topped Swifty. Enthusiastic okay. fan of Taylor okay. Swift. Yep. This was one that I learned on the radio just recently. Situationship. Oh, yeah. We had someone on the show talking about situationship. An informal romantic relationship. Yep. And prompt. An instruction given to an artificial intelligence oh, program. Oh, interesting. Do you want to know what the number one one was? I do want to know. Riz. <laughs> I'm guessing most of our listeners are going, what? I have no idea. You and I know what that is because our children our use it use all Riz. the time. Our kids use Riz all the time. It's short for charisma. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. I just and, know what it means. Yeah. And basically it's just like. Good with the ladies, got some got some uh, swag, kind of, yes. you know. Yes, as a verb, as an adjective, yeah, it uses everything. My, my, son talk, my son will say he's like King Riz, King of Riz, he'll call himself Queen Elizabeth, like <laughs> yes. stuff, stuff like that. It's a, my, in Our fact, son should hang out. The other day, my younger son, we were watching, um, not the show Squid Games, but Squid Games has done a spinoff reality TV show. It's kind of like a survivor. Mm. And there was a guy on there like working out, doing, you know, push ups and stuff like that. And my youngest son goes, Riz. Just like so <laughs> flatly. And so I, they use it very normally it, as like the cool guy, basically. That's funny. Well, <laughs> uh, Miriam Webster Dictionary had let out, put their word of the year. Oh, okay. theirs. So let me tell you some of the past words. Okay. In 2020, uh, it declared the word was pandemic. Oh, sure. In yeah. 2021, it was anti-vaxxer. Wow. Okay. 2022, gaslighting. Oh, yep. Yep. 2023, and I want to discuss this word. Ooh, okay. Because I'm not sure I like this word. I think I'm already tired of this word. The number one word for Merriam-Webster, Authentic. No. Authentic. No. It is Merriam-Webster's word of the year for 2023. They said authentic cuisine, authentic voice, authentic self, authenticity. Lookups for the word are routinely heavy on the Dictionary Company's website. 
but were boosted to new heights throughout the year, primarily because of artificial intelligence. So people are oh. looking up authentic. Okay. I'm already tired of that word. I think we as Christians might have been ahead of the curve on this one. It's the one time we were ahead of the curve. Be authentic. Be authentic. And I want to be like... Be quiet. <laughs> I know. That was, such a, that was such an early 2000s. I want to be a part of an authentic church. I want experience to be authentic. I want authenticity. We should be authentic with each other. And like, okay, we get it. We are. I'm authentic. You're authentic. Let's move yeah. on now. Like, this is one of the weird things. I'm you, so shocked this is the well, word Well, you of and I here. have had many conversations about how Christians say weird things that other people don't. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the first times that I feel like culture has like embraced one of the things we were using Maybe for. Maybe so. To, right. Because right. think about the number of, you could just picture that pastor up there <laughs> and he's like, we just need to be authentic. <laughs> Let's be our authentic self and all this stuff. Uh, the website, uh, they said this, Peter Sokolowski at, at Associated Press said, we see in 2023 a kind of crisis of authenticity. What we realize is that when we question authenticity, we value it even more. Hmm. They said they don't delve into the reasons people believe this, but that uh, they've constantly seen an increased interest in authenticity. Okay. Do you think there's a crisis of authenticity in our in our culture? Is that a is that a valid uh, observation that they are making there? I, the only way I think that's true is if we're talking about. I could see if you're if you're f- rooting authenticity compared to AI. I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like that gives me some like okay, is it authentic or is it artificial? Interesting. Do I think we have a crisis of authenticity? No, because I think we've gone so far into like, be authentic, be authentic, express yourself, be your best self, be your individual self. You do you express your individuality. Whoever you are is what matters. You be you like. And I think all of that is in the in the guise of authenticity. And I certainly would never say be inauthentic. I would mm-hmm. certainly never say be fake. I'm really, really surprised to hear we have an authenticity crisis. Like, I don't actually think that has the finger on the pulse of the reality of the culture here in the States. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I I guess with AI and with social media, maybe clearly they're looking it up. These are, I should say, these are defined by their number of people who, the words that get looked up on the dictionary website. Okay. So people are going authentic this, authentic that. Okay. Can I read to you some of the other ones, the top lookups? Please do. Uh, so this is obviously recent since the Hamas and Israel stuff. Oh. Kibbutz. Oh, I stayed at a kibbutz when right. I was in Israel. My friend uh, Catherine, who's been on the show, yeah. has stayed at a kibbutz too. Uh, implode. This was really after the oh, uh, Titan submersible. Oh, sad. Dead name. What's okay. that? Uh, the name that a transgender person was given at birth and no longer uses oh, upon transitioning. That's kind of sad. Uh, doppelganger. Okay. You know, what a doppelganger yeah. is someone who looks like you. Yeah. Coronation. Sure, that makes sense. Deep fake. Yep, sure. Dystopian. Yep. Covenant. Oh, oh. after the Covenant school shooting in Tennessee, oh. people looked up to see what the word covenant meant. Okay. Uh, indict President <laughs> Trump. Interesting. Uh, and you want to know one more? Yeah. The one more that was on their list? What? Riz. No, it was on, it was their, on their list. Was. It was oh, on that's both. so funny. Yes. Oh, that's so, so funny. So parents out there, if you want to impress your children when you get home, your teenager today, 
Talk to him about Riz. Yeah, tell, go home and be like, I had a lot of Riz today. And just see what they <laughs> see say. what they just see say. What happens. That'll go over <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. We're glad you're joining us. Hey, we'll be back again tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m. For Brian Fromm, I'm Aubrey Sampson, and you've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.